Evening, all. Evening. We're obviously joined this week by Mark, aka at HutGS off Sniper, and Silly Gilly. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, I'm good, very well, thank you. I'm good. I'm very well, thank you. Charlie, Nick, James, Stip. Hi, guys. Um, so this is the first of our sort of skills and drills uh, series of videos. Um, we're going to be doing these uh, across the year. Um, so we're not going to be doing all of these sequentially. Um, but the idea is, is that we're trying to share knowledge. We're going to you know, create a platform that we can all share all that beautiful, good, you know, gooey stuff that we've all learned um, so we can get experts in to teach us stuff. And uh, this week we're obviously covering concealment, camouflage and sort of all things sort of gilly sniping. Um, Sniper rivalry. Yeah. So <laughs> let's kick off. So do you guys want to sort of introduce yourselves, give an idea of your backgrounds and sort of... Uh, what sort of airsoft? I mean, we we all know you like sniping, but what sort of airsoft stories you've got and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I could go first. Um, I mean, well, I've been playing now for um, eight, maybe nine years, i say. Um, maybe a little bit longer, I'm not sure, on and off. But um, I first got into sniping. I, I started off as running an AEG. And um, I played about six games with an AEG. And it was actually a fairly decent one. It was like a Crytek LVOA. And I bought it sort of like off second hand and whatnot. And I didn't even know what a Crytek LV LVOA was, if I'm honest with you. Um, played about six games with that, went to a site and um, some guys were sniping. And I thought, oh, a sniper rifle, I'll have a go at that. And um, had a go at that. And I thought, yeah, that's a bit of me, that is. Um, <laughs> like that, um, started watching some YouTube videos. Like that's when sort of Norwich was just coming on the scene. Mm -hmm. And um, he was really, at the time, there was other snipers out there but but only really him which was kind of the the sort of the, the, the footage that you can sort of watch you know the bb traveling and whatnot and um yeah i just kind of sort of started that sort of loadout and an urban loadout and then i sort of bodge ups was sort of around at that time as well and i was like, oh that's maybe i should try a leaf suit and uh or a ghillie suit and I, I had several failed attempts at ghillie suits I started off with the the, the, the the string leaf suit Oh, Christ, I have one of them. Which was, which as 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 Ed's going to tell you, they're, they're insanely hot um, and they just snag and everything. And I, I, I wore it up at the sandpit. And I don't know whether you guys, you, you guys must have played the sandpit at some point. Um, and it was, it was kind of an urban site. It had a, it had like a, like a, like a, a open areas and woodland and, and in, in the urban area with bits of concrete, I was wearing a skilly suit in between the trees and I was getting snagged and everything. And, <laughs> that quickly come off and and then i went into another leaf suit which was kind of like a, it was kind of like like a, like strips rather than string it was like strips um and i wore that but again that was really heavy and really hot and then that kind of went in the bin and then and then i just come across like like, like leaf suits and um it just sort of all sort of snowballed from there and it kind of just kind of grew as i started playing and it went on from there Oh, fair play, mate. Yeah. Cool. So you've, you've tried many different suits in sort of finding yeah. comfortable with what you've got now, sort of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with what I've got now. I mean, I've, I've still got now. I've, I've got um, probably, I've probably got about four four ghillie suits and in different sort of styles and setups. Um, I've got like the, like a couple of traditional, I've got like the old traditional like ghillie sort of cape where it's got the, like, the elastic patches on the back no 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 off no leaves on it. it's just the complete mesh with the with the elastic straps where you can actually put loads of veg in yeah, yeah. Um, i've only worn that once and then i've got like a, another like a, a cape which has got 
like the leaves on it, like the uh, the, the leaf strips is, is what you would on a leaf suit. And um, that's just literally got a classic two buckle buckle up here. And that I can wear in mill sims and stuff like that with like a chest rig underneath. Um, and I've got like, I can put like natural veg in it as well. And that works really well. And then I've just got the the standard sort of the leaf suits that we, me and Ed wear to the, like the, to this day. Yeah, play, mate. Nice. Make yourself, Ed. Uh, so, yeah, I think the sport. not quite as long as Hachi. Uh, I said I left school and, yeah, got into Airsoft, so probably uh, seven years now. And then I, but I did take a long break when I went to uni. So then, yeah. And then when I came back, um, I, I kind of already started sniping and gillying, but uh, back then, like sniper rifles were, well, there, were, there wasn't like the SSG 24 even or anything like that. Yeah. So you, had to, you had to learn how to tech. And I hadn't done, I hadn't really done that yet. Uh, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't it wasn't really outranging anything. So um, I got a HPA system and thought, oh, I'll be really sneaky and quiet in a ghillie suit, and that will be really fun. Uh, so I did that for a, a year or so, and then I was playing at Battle Lakes, and I met Hutchie, and this must have been almost two years ago now, and a year and a half and he had his striker there and i took a few shots with that and i was like okay i'm going to try this again and yeah since then i have I've really only i've really only ever used a, a sniper with a ghillie a full ghillie uh every time i play so i won't won't wherever won't ever wear bdus or anything like that uh so yeah and then recently uh due to my situation i've had to <laughs> uh take up a part-time job making ghillie suits which is kind of really fun to do but i'm getting to the point now where it's actually kind of want to move on and create something that i can just sell rather than actually crafting them but yeah that's that's where i'm at now so i i craft suits uh for other people uh custom suits so people will send me a picture of the environment they play in and i'll try and advise them like on based on their budget what 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 I can do for them. I mean, this is obviously something you can teach, and I would, I would always say to someone that messages me, "Look, mate, you can do this yourself." So, but there's always those people that that want it off yeah, the shelf, yeah, yeah. and that want to pay, that, that want to have it perfect, like first time. I'm not saying it's perfect. Um, well, you say that, Ed, but I mean, I've just got a picture here of one of your well, one of your suits. Yeah. Like, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's there, there the is genuinely angle. no. I've learned no, this a minute. There is actually no jacket there. He just literally just takes pictures <laughs> of the forest floor and says there's a jacket there. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you, <laughs> don't, don't, fall get, don't get fooled by those though. That's a close-up picture. It depends. Like if I move the camera away, it might not look so good. So just because camera the camera looks really good close up, definitely doesn't mean that it's good thirty meters, forty meters away. The, the, no, the, the thing, thing is, Ed, the thing is, Ed, as well, like you're you know, you're busy at the moment, you know, so you, you seem to be busy all the time. So you must be doing something right. If, if people are like going, you know what, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to spend X amount of money to, to get someone to make me a suit, you know, mm, um, exactly that, mate. you must be doing something right. Oh, thank you. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I had been making my own suits. Like I was a bit of a perfectionist with my own suits. So I kind of knew what I was doing before I got, 
like mm. advertised and, and set myself up. Mm. Um, but I certainly like learned a lot on the way. I know there's someone in the chat now called Leona, Leora, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Leona Yanka, who makes uh, some of the best, like he's been doing it a lot longer than me and he makes suits that I could never make at the moment. And, I, and, and there's many other crafters uh, like Thayma HP, Laurent Quart, and yeah, it's a lot of French people uh, that make really, really good suits. Um, so yeah, yeah. Don't know, don't know how I got sidetracked. So yes, yeah, so that, that's my that's where I'm at now. No, fair play, mate. Good on you. Cool. Well, I mean, do we because uh, we're sort of talking about um, making suits and stuff. Do you want to sort of give us a bit more information on how you uh, how you go about how 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 would I go about basically starting off with a ghillie suit? I mean, I've I've tried. I'm I'm still on the stringy the stringy suit stage, um, so you know I'm in no way an expert. So I I want to learn. Yeah, I suppose like your your first steps into sort of crafting, like maybe like a basic sort of a kit list almost, or, or like materials, tools. What sort of thing would you be sort of looking to start off small and work your way up to something like you know, camouflage and a set of glasses or something like that, perhaps? Or something I don't know. I think I think a lot of it fundamentally comes down to what sort of type of ghillie suit you want. I mean, whether mm. you want like a like a type of like a viper hood where it just covers your shoulders and and your head, or whether you wanted to go for like a cape version, which I mentioned earlier on, where it's just like a two little buckle up here leaves your kind of like your lower chest and your belly exposed, so you can get to a rig, put a rig on underneath. Or did you want to go full ghillie and you know do trousers and the whole shebang? So I think a lot of it comes down to. What, what sort of ghillie you want and then once you've decided what you want then there's there's various options you can go you know to, to, to start crafting I mean I mean fundamentally the easiest way of doing it is getting a getting a, a ready-made sort of suit that's the yeah. easiest way of doing it and then and adding stuff to that um or you can if you wanted to like like do something like Ed like what Ed's done in the past where he's got BD like BDUs and and added stuff to that um so you know there's 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 various um various ways sort of around sort of crafting a, a suit from scratch um me personally I've, I've never never gone down the route of trying to sort of craft bdus and stuff i've always been a little bit on maybe on the lazier side where um i've gone and got a like a, a locker leaf suit and then added stuff to that yeah, that's that's where that's the road I went down. I've literally got one of the rust camo um, hoods and well, hood and cape. Yeah, um, and so I've just bought that. It's got the basic leaf arrangement on it, and then just added some raffia and bits and bobs to it yeah. down the line, and picked up some crap off the forest floor when I've been laying about. And yeah, I've never actually it. put it out, but it's you know it's natural stuff. So ferns. yeah, it's I mean, ferns. that's it exactly. Ferns. Everyone has a fern. I love just ferns. one, just one in the middle there. Just one. <laughs> It's that sort of classic dad's army look, isn't it, really? Just the one stick. I see a lot of people wearing a boonie hat. They're wearing BDUs. Nothing wrong with this, but they're just wearing a boonie hat that's covered in leaves. It's just, uh, yeah, it works. I mean, it's something. I, I guess it would help, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just to completely emerge, and all it is is just a yeah. crown of leaves at the top. Well, <laughs> the head is the most important bit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole head though, but not just like the top part. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a bright, bright face as well. Yeah. No cam cream, a, a, a fern hat. You know? yeah. I was gonna say, there's nothing better when you see someone like really kind of elaborate camouflage on their head, and then literally just a bright white face or something like that. <laughs> Again, yeah. it, you know, I've, I've played, I've played at sites where 
you know, there's there's been a guy. I was a I think I was at Ace Combat once, and there was a guy, and um, he was wearing um like a like a really quite quite well done crafted suit, and he was on the other team, and he was a uh, let's just say he was a little bit giving Giddy Snipers a bad name by not taking hits, should we say? And um, he was trying. He, he made a like a play to try and sort of hit, try and sort of hunt me down and whatnot. And I just set up a little trap for him, and he come walking in, and it was the way he was moving and stuff like that. And but he had, he decided because yeah, it was getting hot to take yeah. to take this front bit off. So all he had was a pair of black sort of like round sort of goggle things and he's kind of, so he's walking in all i could see pretty much was like he was quite well crafted but all i could see was this like white face with black round circles like that Crazy, it was e- easy pickings for me really yeah um, absolutely. and he went off cursing <laughs> as he do as you do as you do <laughs> so what what yeah so uh, i guess the I think your original question was like, what materials or what do you need to start crafting? Um, So like the main thing I think most of us use are these mini cable ties. And basically they go through the base of the mesh and hold on all of the material. Uh, So this is one type of material that you can use. There you go. So that's a BDU uh, that's had, if you zoom in, hundreds and hundreds of cable ties threaded into it um uh, I see. yes okay so you use something called an awl tool if i haven't got one basically it's just a sharp spike and it, then you thread it that as well somewhere hang on uh there we go yeah so, yeah that one so you thread the thread it, it it doesn't split the fabric it just push it it widens it apart big enough to get the cable tie in and then you put what i do i don't know if this is what other people do but i put all the cable ties in all in one go and then craft the suit. And because you can then do it a lot faster because you threaded all the cable ties, you can keep sight of the plan you were trying to do in the start. In the start. So if, you, if you're doing it really slow, you kind of lose sight of what you're trying to achieve. Uh, but yeah. And then in terms of like what you attach, well, there's, there's really only three three or four materials I use, but what for greens, it's like, I only really use halo screen, which is quite an expensive material, but well, well worth it. And then for browns, I'll use cottons. So cotton rags. Um, and that's, that's, that's actually cotton sheets that I buy buy in in stock and dye different shades of brown. And then I'll sometimes use like bits of string or, Hessian if, or coconut rope. Uh, but yeah, it's basically a, a really natural looking rope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then or the, and then there will always be raffia. Uh, but raffia doesn't last, but it does look really good when the customer receives it. <laughs> but no, seriously, I, like you should you should add like, add raffia to really any suit, I think. Um, so when so when you're doing like a like a BDU jacket or something, then Ed, would you um would you have like a format, a plan of how you're going to attack it regarding putting the foliage and, and, and your bits and bobs on there? Like, I like, would you start from the bottom and work your way up through the jacket or would you be sporadic with, and just sort of like place bits on there loose and think, yeah, that works. And we'll just shuffle it about until you're happy with how it's sort of looking and then start fixing it down. Or would you have a sort of like a pre-planned sort of method of how you're going to sort of a, like dress it yeah. up if you like? Yeah. I mean, so some people are really like particular and will only use those four materials that I was talking about but I think that certainly around the shoulders and head, 
you want to like bush out that thing so you completely break up the shape of the head and there's not really any materials apart from a few that do that and those materials are like fake ferns obviously you can add natural veg but i mean i'll come on to that later but but as for fake materials that don't degrade the only real thing that does that for me is like ferns because uh, they the mm. fake ferns you get that are really they stay together really well um but then yeah elsewhere on the suit in terms of like patterns so you get um he's gonna call me up on this leon Renka, but um yeah you want to create a macro pattern if you can and what i mean by that is like don't just put them on randomly put like five colors here five colors there five colors there and at distance those colors won't merge together whereas if you just put them all in all randomly you'll just be one color and it's, there's no point really in, in the camouflage at that point. Ah, right, okay. So almost like a block of colours in, yeah. in sort of chunks of yeah. the suit. Right, right, okay, that makes perfect. And, and that's why, like, something like <clears throat> the Novrich leaves or the the fake leaves that you see every, everyone wearing, I mean, they can be okay, but the thing about them is they're all, they're so big that it's like trying to paint a, a painting with a, a, a wall painter roller thing like you want to fight you want something a bit more fine um, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually create a pattern um hey just going back to when you in your crafting that you said you use that like the spike i mean i use like a, like a bolet needle which is slightly smaller and it's got like a little hook on the end so yeah, like that cool. pokes through um like ghillie suit mesh or like a really sort of fine material and then what you do is I'll, at the end of it i'll attach some raffia or or some cotton or something at the end of that so then as you poke it through the hook opens out and then you can pull it back through again so that it kind of forms like a like a loop and then it's easier to tie up i mean i've used one of those for quite a number of years now um yeah they, obviously i use them for me fishing they are boiling needles and you can yeah various lengths and sizes you can get them in that's it yeah, yeah. it's yeah. another little shout, another little kind of tool that you can use Sorry, I, I, I'm writing down all the questions. We, we can quickly dive into a series of questions. <laughs> yeah, the, dive in the this chat bit of software too. is not the best for basically like just highlighting questions so I can go back to easily. So I have to make proper detailed notes as to who's asked what. Um, and because, you know, uh, I don't know how, if we ever got more than this number of people on the stream, I'd genuinely struggle. Um, but basically, uh, let's go back to the top. So the first question we had was, uh, it was more of a statement, but I thought it was an interesting one. So Grey Fox said, stringy suits smell. Uh, really bad after a while too. Is that is that true? I mean, I've. I think give mine a chance to smell. There are a few snipers that do smell when they wander past. <laughs> yeah, me probably being one of them. To be fair, I don't, I don't, I don't really wash my suits, but I, I don't really, I don't really ever care to. Um, I think it's every now and then maybe I might give it a wash down with a hose or something like that in the garden, but I'm not going to go and stick it in a washing machine or anything like that. That that's that's not how it's going to be i think i think it needs to it needs to be kind of an earthier type sort of smell so shall we say um and rugged and smelling like a geezer basically yeah 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 i mean not not like smelling like a hamburger or anything like that but I'm, I'm just saying like you know i'm just saying that it's it's um yeah it's, it's got all my suits have got a, a particular smell to it and and um it's just that's just down to the way where it is but washing them and stuff like that in the washing machine uh, 
I'm going to have to take snippets now of your suits and just keep them in a little sealed bag. So not, <laughs> if I get a whiff on the on on on, on the breeze, I can go. Oh, he's he's come through this way. That way. <laughs> You've got like some sort of like person tracking me. He's That's like, it. Yeah, obviously I'm yeah, sending some sort of sniper bloodhound. Just send send out the dogs. <laughs> Uh, Grey Fox also asked, favourite time of year to play regarding concealment? Uh, I would say it's a really difficult one because obviously summer's way easier. But then if you're sniping, uh, you're going to be clipping so many twigs and foliage on the way there that it actually becomes more difficult. Um, so spring, I would say, because you've, it's like a balance between summer and winter and You've still got like very low vegetation, but nothing on the trees, which is where you're kind of shooting. So, yeah, spring. But I mean, but you can do it. You can do it all year round as long as I mean, as long as you have two suits, green and brown. I think a lot of it does come down to the site that you're playing at as well. Maybe, and I've done this as well. Whenever I've whenever I've played at a new site in particular, I always I always try and look at um uh look look up on YouTube to see. Um, if there's any gameplay videos or if it's just to try and get a lay of that, not so much about what the site's like, but what the site's like for for cover, for 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 for, for foliage and stuff like that. And especially at the times of year, because obviously people play sites all, all year round. So in the winter time, see what sort of cover you can get and what sort of foliage, foliage is available. Because some sites have rhododendrons, which are green all year round. Some sites have pine trees, which kind of are green in places all year round. But then there's some sites that have got oak trees and you know that, that shed all their leaves and it's completely bare and it it transforms the site. So then you've got to yeah to kind of pick your suit to sort of suit the site really. Fair enough. Uh, Stip says uh, question specifically for Ed uh, with the ghillie suits you make. Do you get to test them before they go back to the customer? Yes, uh, I'm very lucky. I live in the countryside and I have a, a wood that is next to my house and I can always go in there. And then also I've got my the naked ramblers. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll come was, back to that story in a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I always get to test them. And then, and, and I know obviously it's a garden, but uh, in, in the garden, there is like every single vegetation you can imagine. So you can kind of test it there, but obviously it's better, better to go into like uh like a weedy patch or a, a kind of thing like that but yes yes i always test them and most of the pictures you see on my instagram that where the suit is invisible uh that's all been sort of carefully staged obviously and it's in a it's in the woods that the yeah I've, I've been to, i've been to ed's house and you know he's yeah he's he's very lucky to have the to have the garden and the the the, draw, the shooting range out of his bedroom that he's got <laughs> nice. Uh, Ratty says, "Are suits made with wearers' local environment or with a multi-terrain look?" I think you covered that earlier, didn't you? I think you mm. mentioned that uh, you, they send you a photo with with your order, or yeah. So, um, I mean, this is a bit of a difficult one as well because, like, we're playing in Sussex, and although you get variation, it's really in summer you either get green. Or quarry, like that, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know there's different kinds of green, but you can't really tailor a suit to a site. I mean, if a, if a player says, "Look, I play a site with literally only rhododendrons," then obviously I will I will use the darker color 
darker mm. colors of the green because they're a darker leaf. But if someone's playing in like, uh, oh, it's it's a, a, a woodland, they'll say, or uh, oak woodland, that there's no oak leaves on the flat on the on the forest floor. So what they're actually hiding in is weeds, and the weeds do come up to like a foot high in the summer. So that, and those color weeds are really light. So I use normally quite light greens mm. for that. But um, yeah, if they can get pictures, that's always good. But there's not really like they say always, yeah, match the camo to the environment. But that's really hard because the player can move two meters to their right and they'll be in a completely different little spot where it won't work as well as if they were back there. So, yeah. And I suppose that's the trouble with woodland as well. Sometimes you're, you're moving into light and dark spots continuously throughout an event or throughout a skirmish yeah. day. You know, it's constantly changing, isn't it really? So... And then as well, I think like a lot of sites, um, the the terrain changes massively as well. I mean, like, there's there's a few sites in the UK where it goes from uh, ground zero. If you've ever played down there, is 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 a prime example. It goes from um, like very sort of rat run rhododendrony type sort of environment, and then it can go into like a literally you, step, you go across a pathway, and it it goes into like a pine forest. So mm. you know, it's it's to try and get your suit right in that sort of environment it's actually quite yeah. tricky yeah so uh, pine forest was the other one so pine pine forests are like there won't be that much on the ground at all and even in the summer it will be mostly brown mm. so something like a hessian suit or a um jute suit would work yeah. a bit better there yeah, but like, like we said Ed, if, if you've got a, if you've got that type of suit purely for that sort of site that's mm. got pine trees if that's, that's good if you've got if the whole site is that but if you've got a move yeah an area which is quite dense and green then yeah. that that hessian suit will kind of stick out against the green so it's trying to then then maybe your movement will then sort of come into play because you might want to stay away from that area if you can and try and maybe go around it and stick to the areas your suits match to yeah cool uh I'll try and get a few more questions in. So Chris says, uh, what would be your ideal sidearm for a stealth uh, sort of approach? Uh, most people go for the MK23. Yep. Yeah. Cool. There isn't really anything else. I mean, there there's is, nothing, but it's not there's nothing else. There's nothing else. Right, you can, you can always ride around with a ghillie suit and an LMG. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you can do. You know, if you want to give, you, give yourself away. But no, it's, it's, the MK23 is, is without doubt probably the go-to for every ghillie suit sniper that there is out there. And um, I mean, I've got another silent sort of pistol um, which runs on CO2, and but it's not it's not up to the MK23 standards. And with some simple upgrades, you know, it, it, it's, it's just a, it just works. Fair news. Uh, Kicking Mustang joins us. Uh, what was the most important thing to ghillie up, gents? I've always believed head, including the face and rifle, are the most important. Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I think you know, well, but, yeah. he, you say Mr. Mustang there is is probably like the forefront of um, his videos and and ghillie suits wearing and you know, you know camouflage and and stealth play and um, with regard to the head and the shoulders, yeah. That's that's what you that's what's going to be on show most of the time, um, and if you can keep your head and shoulders above any sort of cover and not be detected, then you've got an advantage on on picking out the the enemy players before they even see you. Um, 
again with with, with regard to the to the um to the, to the rifle or, or whatever you're using yet yeah, any sort of camo you can get on it is a, is a bonus um if you're going to run around with a black rifle which i see a lot of um yeah that's not going to work <laughs> hence the hence the um what was it i, I get a lot of oh look it's a it's a floating rifle or a, a floating gun or, or something like that you know hit that a lot i was going to show like the other thing just a little tip yeah. so that scope everyone always when they get their scope looks like that without the uh, usb cable but um the that that thing is huge it may not look that big here but that's about the size well that will give you away so every scope normally comes with these caps and you can just put them on and poke a hole in it and that's done but uh, then if you're playing at night or in the evening you can take that off and that's going to let all the light back into your scope and you'll be able to see more easily. And it won't matter that much in the dark because everything is dark and shadows. Yeah, more shadow we'll have to back up. Back yeah, up exactly. Yeah. So it won't, won't matter. Yeah, rifles are really important. Uh, but yeah, that scope trick is like, you'll see, you'll have seen it everywhere, I'm sure, but that's a really important one. Um, uh, with, so with camo in your, um, your, your main riff sort of thing then, guys, obviously, um, if you're if you with regards to the movement, you're going to be holding it to your chest, or you're going to be you, you're going to be bearing your arm, sort of thing like that, when you're going to take yeah. a shot. So, um, with regards to the, the the camo that you use on your rifle, is that very similar to what you'd use for the suit, or do you sort of go for a more of a I don't I don't want to say like a tree branchy sort of type affected, you know what I mean? I don't need to be look like, <laughs> like, like okie dokie or anything, but um, <laughs> do, you, do, you know I mean? do you know where I'm going? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there is there is actually a guy that makes I'm not joking, he makes bark wraps so he makes your whole riff into a log um with bark that i mean that's very impressive i don't know how well it holds up i haven't got one but yeah uh, downside of that is if you put leaning up against a tree go off of a pistol come back you can't yeah, find yeah, your yeah. rifle <laughs> that's or, or, sling it on the, or sling it on the campfire <laughs> in the evening and go oh shit yeah <laughs> chop up this this bit of this bit of a log here oh no there goes my 600 pound rifle yeah, yeah. just wax an axe straight through the middle of it exactly yeah <laughs> um I, again I, I, with with my with my rifles i've i've got a few and um like ed he very kindly made me a um a, a rifle wrap you know and which which works perfectly um you know on, on, on my new rifle that i've got um which the new rifle i I've, i don't like keeping stuff black green or whatever and i know a lot of guys they like to kind of like they, they go on a very you know specific in the color they want in a rifle whether it be od green or whatever no that don't bother me because as soon as i get it it's going to be sprayed or it's going to be taped or it's going to be camo that that's that's how it's going to be because that's my role so. my rifles and i'm not even a sniper <laughs> yeah well you know one of my one of my sniper rifles i've got at the moment um, which i've been using a lot recently um and it's an, an M m40a5 that's got no camo on it, like as in no leaf, no, no or anything, no wraps or nothing. It's just sprayed, and and I've kept it like that purely because the style of rifle. I, I like the M40 sort of style, mm -hmm. and I want to keep it just sprayed. I don't want to put any um, camo on it or anything like that. But I, I did actually wrap it in tape, um, like like a tape, like a Jack Pike, like a tough tape. But then I ripped it off. But the jack pike tape leaved like a residue, like a, like a sticky residue, which you can wipe off. But I didn't. I just was lazy. And then as I put it down on the floor, it's like bits of stuff have stuck to it. 
and it's still on there now. So it's giving it like a kind it's of a camo, camo. Camo, camo effect, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it will get cleaned off and probably resprayed at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the only rifle I've got that's not sort of geared up, should we say. Yeah, no, fair play, mate. Fair play. Cool. Uh, just a few other little quick questions. Uh, so Harry asked if I can find it. Oh, sorry. Didn't get it up quick enough. Uh, That's what she said. Uh, when is it worthwhile getting up the bottom half? Yeah, it's a good question. So I'd say if you're like new to sniping and you, you kind of don't want to completely go into the role, you might want to you might feel a bit safe or you might enjoy yourself a bit better if you're playing amongst your own team. And if you're doing that, you don't really, you have a very small arc. Your arc of where the enemy is going to be is, is like normally out that way. And you can kind of conceal yourself based on that. So really the only head and shoulders are the bit that you can, you need. Um, what me and Hutchie always do, I mean, <laughs> me more so, but, we always sprint at the start of a game. I'm too old to do that now. Sorry, sorry. What was that word you used then? Sprint. <laughs> Wash your mouth out. Yeah. You know. um, we sprint at the beginning yeah, of the game, and, that, and and this this is going to sound like really mean, a really mean sort of uh, thing to say, but we basically the reason I'm doing that is to get away from my own team because my I don't really need to hit the enemy as hard as and fast as I can, but what I do need to do is make my own team not follow me. And this is something you obviously find more at skirmishes, but if your own team is following you and they see you out there, they'll think, oh, I'll go and join him. That will be, I'll, and, and, and after that, there's like the enemy's locked onto that position. He's seen him. There's no point in moving. So, um, sorry, I, the question, obviously, I've got, gone on a tangent here, but, but um, the reason we do that, so we get on the flanks and then when you're on the flank, if a squad of guys comes towards you, you can't obviously engage all of them. Most of the time, you can't engage all of them, and you need to go down into cover. And then your arc is 360, and then you and you're on the ground, and you need like 360 concealment. That's when. Um, so that's why you off. make. That's why you make the suits, uh, cover the legs, and and do all that. I, I, I think again as well, like what it said, you, you, yeah. The, we, the full suit is I very rarely don't wear a full suit um the only time I probably would not wear a full suit if it was say maybe as like a Milson where they've got strict color regulations where you know like for team colors you you know you might have to wear a certain color like trousers and, and I know a lot of um a lot of uh like Milson sort of like, like, like organized augers they they're, they're quite strict so they don't allow maybe like giddy bombs um so then that's probably when i wouldn't wear the bottoms um but yeah that the, the, for me staying sort of undetected and not and not seen even by my own team because they would just shoot you anyway mm. just trying to sort of keep yourself concealed and quiet as best as you can and um yeah that's that's why i think bottoms if you want to distance yourself from everyone else and play a really stealthy game that's where bottoms come into it but you can get away with with not wearing the bottoms. It's just. And what do you know. find with that then, uh, with regards to like your position and that? If you're out in the field, do you do you guys find that you go prone more? Yeah. Or are you usually just taking the knee sort of thing for for a majority of your shots, like more than more than being prone sort of thing. Um, I think again a lot of, again you know I, I tend to sort of 
you know, and I've picked this up along the, along the years that I've been playing. When we move, um, generally because Ed's the younger and 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 the, the I'd say younger. I wouldn't say fit. I'd say younger because his body parts are younger and he can run longer without aching like the next day. Um, so he's normally up the front. So if he's at the front, then. He, we sort of watch each other if we can keep an eye on each other. And, he, you know, if he takes a knee, I'll take a knee or, you know, I move slightly to the left or he moves slightly to the right. And generally I move so far and I, I just basically take a knee, crouch down, make myself into a less tall object, more like a round sort of ball or an odd shaped object. Um, and then just sort of yeah, see if I can pick out any sort of here or, or see if I can pick out any sort of movement, whether it be gunfire or, or, or people walking, talking. And then maybe look at each other and sort of see if we can sort of move signals to each other where we're going to move to, and then we just we just go off from there. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the. So I, as he said, I'm normally a bit in front of him, but um, when you're at the front, you're obviously moving. I think I sent a video that we can't really show, but yeah. you, you have to move in slow motion, and I mean, I'll. I'll ask anyone watching now if you try and turn your head in slow motion around it's the most unnatural feeling that you'll never do in any other thing in your life like turning your head slowly around 360 that is a thing you have to like learn and that's the thing that a lot of players i think don't really get about movement how slow you need to move um so yeah, you, you like like he's saying if you was to do that then you're going to pick yeah. that up quicker than anything else but you know, like if you can move your head as slow as possible, or like like I, I try and do, I try and yeah, you move mate. my head, just yeah. just move my eyes, like like as, as uh, you know, to try and sort of see what that vision can see. And then if I can't see any further than than that vision, then I'll just slightly right. tilt the head, yeah, yeah, yeah. or even just listen, try and listen for something. You know, whether it, whether it be, you know, someone walking or talking or even breathing. You know, sometimes that 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 because if they've been running, they're going to be out of breath, like me. I love the idea that there's a whole load of people now sitting at home just practicing turning their heads slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the, the, well, it's, it's probably, what the fuck you doing? It's uh, more like, yeah, and it, it's more like when you're in the moment and you hear an enemy like letting his AG off over there, and obviously the first reaction is to go that, but you can't. You, I mean, if you're if there's enemies in front of you you'll often be in a situation where you can actually see a lot of people and you can't have a, you don't have a clear shot, but you, you can't, you can't move at that point because if one of them is looking at you, they just have to spray that bush and you're dead. Um, so. That's it. Cool. Uh, so Hadron asked a question, uh, if I can find it. Thoughts on the use of natural vegetation in suits? Ed? Well, I think Hutchie should answer this because I, I mean, I use green. So the, yeah, the greens yeah. I use are halo screen, and they're they're meant to replace the natural vegetation that you pick up because they do reflect light the same yeah. way. That do. This is where this is where Ed and myself are a little bit different when it comes to comes to suits. I mean, I, we we both wear a both wear like a lease suit, um, you know, but the, the, the our sort of setup is probably quite the opposite if, if you say ed runs a very lightweight load up i i, I run a, a rig system so it, it, and also as well he's with his suit where it's heavily crafted my suit's crafted and my rig's crafted but there's a lot of stuff a lot of areas that are uncrafted and where the areas are uncrafted i'll add 
where I can natural vegetation. I was going to say, in a lot of your videos, you've like before an event and that you've been squirreling away like, yeah. like natural veg from the site into your suits and now. So yeah. a few of you have been doing that, mate. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, I, I always do it whenever, mm. wherever I can, whether it can be even at like some sites where there's like in the winter time where there's there's not there's no leaves, so so you know, there's no ferns. So I'll, I've even gone to the point sometimes where we're grabbing like twigs. So I'll grab a bunch of twigs off a tree or or off a bush, or or if there's like some like slight long sort of reedy grass, I'll just grab a load of that and stuff it in because I know there's going to be that out in the site somewhere, you know. Yeah, 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 sure. That's yeah. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. Stip says, question to both guys. Uh, what camo pattern, not a ghillie, do they think is the most effective in the UK if they were advising a new player on a budget? Good question. Would you think? Uh, I would say on a budget... Uh, for greens, I would say the Pencot Wildwood, which is what uh, that BDU that you saw earlier, that's Pencot Wildwood. Find it uh, I, I mean, there's loads of opinions on this, and, and I don't think there really is a right answer, but no. yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that green there is brilliant, as a, especially as a base for a ghillie, but even if you're um, in the shadows. And then... Uh, for winter, like brown suit, a uh, brown BDU, um, I think multicam can be quite good. Um, it's a bit uh, try to get one with a high cotton content because the polyester content ones always have a sheen on them. Um, yeah, but I mean also, DPM can be okay as well. So also as well, like it's like because Stip said, like on a budget, the 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 pen cot. I mean, it's not exactly cheap, is it? I mean, again, a lot yeah, of it can be. It's not. It's. I, I guess you get a lot of set. Oh, okay, so secondhand stuff, maybe yeah. it's, it's harder to find. But if you're buying it new, it's going to be pretty much the same price as, yeah. as, as other stuff. I mean, like as I've, I mean, Lance as well. I mean, I've watched him. Um, you could always get a pattern of some sort and maybe dye it or spray it or, or add some sort oh, of... He loves a spray can. Oh, I love a rattle can, mate. He loves the rattle can, does Lance, especially on his, on his rigging and stuff like that, which, yeah. you know, it, it works. You know, if it works, then, then then yeah, fair enough, you know? I mean, I suppose um, if I had to pick a camo pattern for the UK, um, like, so I, I, I mean, Woodland DPM, it, yeah. on a budget, yeah. if you're going to go for a baseline for a, to start out in your, in, your, in your sniper journey sort of thing, something to work with, I mean, you, if you're lucky enough, you might be able to pick up a, a wooden DPM smock, which is like an ex-sniper issue one. It's got all the loops already sewn into it. You can just yeah. pack veg into them all day long. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have one there over there hanging up. So, but yeah, if I had to pick a it's camo a pattern, question. it would be DPM woodland. It's a good but, question, especially in the UK. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's a good question from Stip. I know he would want me to mention um, Phantom Leaf, and that's that's, oh, like that's Leaf. quite expensive. But that's got a very interesting micro pattern. Uh, so you get you get macro pattern, which is like the big pattern, and then within the macro, there's like the the, the the micro pattern, and that's got a very interesting kind of texture going. But then there's other people like Lakova that really don't think that's a good idea, and yeah, you get a lot of different opinions on on that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I've I've got Phantom Leaf um, like like trousers. Um, and I'm, I'm i'm a great fan of the colors but they're not they're not the cheapest but then again it's it's, it's if you want to you know you want to sort of save up and get a pair then you know then then that's that's what you do i suppose 
tweaking a fold. Cool. Uh, the third person says, uh, how do you decide if when you have either added too much or too little to your suit? And how do you split up sections of colour? Uh, is it better to use blocks of colour or mix it all up? So I know we sort of discussed, obviously, kind of yeah, patchy sort of touched on that, all the way through. Um, but I mean, how do you how do you work out if you added too much or too little? I think I think a lot of it is as well. I mean, you, you, like like Ed pointed out earlier on about this this area here, making out like trying to dis disform like you know, deform like the, the human shape. Um, if you add too much of it, then you're going to be like a massive blob. So you're just be walking around like a like a massive sort of like womble walking through the trees um so i think i think the, the i think what you need to do is put kind of a little bit lay your suit down on the floor don't don't obviously try and put stuff in because it's the hardest thing to do i always put my if you're adding natural veg I'll, I'll lay it out on the forest floor and i'll add a bit and then i'll put it down on another another part of the floor and just to sort of see if how that is and then if i think it needs a bit more then i'll add a bit more or if I think it's a bit too much, then I'll take a bit out. It's kind of, you've got to kind of judge it as you go. Um, but also as well, the more natural veg that you add, um, the, the suit will, is going to weigh a bit more. You yeah. know, it's going to retain heat as well. So you're going to get hotter. Um, so, you know, you kind of got to weigh that into the factor as well. If you're, if you're happy with that, then crack on. But yeah. I, I like to just sort of lay it down, put, put some in on the arms, you know, shoulders, on my rig on the back i put it on the back and then i just lay it down on the floor and then i just sort of don't just put it in one place i'll take it up and i'll put it in a completely different place and see if it still works yeah yeah uh the french guys in the chat they they do something called boonie hat throwing so they get their boonie hat i've seen it yeah <laughs> they, it, they they close their eyes and they chuck their boonie hat on the ground and walk back 30 pet or I think they're meant to do 10 paces. It's an exact number, whatever it is, but they walk around 10 paces and then turn around and see if they can spot it. And if they can spot it, they ask, uh, why Why did I spot it? Uh, and then what can I do to, to change it? And and then they go back and, and add a bit of material on there and then they go back. And that and then you, obviously you can do that with the full ghillie, but but it's a bit harder because obviously shadows form and stuff. But but yeah, boonie hat throwing. Check it out. The best yeah. person to look on look at for that on Facebook that I've seen is Thema HP, uh, who's been doing it for yeah a, a very long time. He's been boonie hat throwing for quite a long time. <laughs> he has. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Gilly Gilly it crossly, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the idea that if you've got it perfect, you've lost your Gilly. Uh, your yeah, yeah that's, that's perfect. <laughs> you're never going to find again. You're like, Shh. I've got to start again. <laughs> um so Liarana I apologize I'm I'm terrible with pronunciation Liarana um, said moving yeah, is spotted cool. even if you're a camo so I guess the, the question I wanted to ask you there was a couple <clears throat> other uh, ratty and nickel so our sort of variations of this how how would you go about trying to camouflage yourself in like a more urban environment so I mean for example Longmore if you kind of get out of the the woodlands and stuff like that have you ever had any experience with sort of more yeah. urban camouflage. I mean, I've seen ghillie suits made out of rubbish before and like cardboard boxes and stuff, which have actually been quite effective yeah. um, in that situation. I just wondered what your thoughts were on that. Um, I think um, you kind of got to not, obviously, for one, try and pick a quite of a, like a neutral suit, a brown suit, I would say. Um, maybe stay away from, the if you can, the green. Um, and maybe not put so much natural veg. And 
yeah, just try and stick to areas, shaded areas, and try not to be on plain sight as best you can. Because um, if you're going to stand against the wall, you're you're going to stick out, aren't you? So it's, it's it's trying to pick the best sort of areas to go to. I mean, I suppose in an urban environment as well, then you're going to be more heavily reliant on the actual surroundings around you to yeah. provide that cover that you'd need to sort of get your yeah. shot on target, sort of thing, as opposed to being in woodland where yeah, you've got your, you've got your leaf suit on and that, so you can sort of afford to not have as much cover. Exactly on your side, yeah. sort of thing, compared to what you'd be like in an urban sort of situation. Then. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 picking it's picking cover, which which is gonna it's gonna optimize your 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 and the shadows, the shadows, shadows of wind. Like you you can be in a window waving at someone and they won't see you because mm. you're in darkness. Um, if the, also that's a really important thing about concealment. Like you, this work, this applies to woodland as well. If you're in the light and you're looking into the dark, you 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 won't be able to see anything. Whereas if you're in the dark obviously you can see really easily into the light. But interestingly, if that person in the light went and walked into the dark, they he would easily be able to spot that person in the dark. It's the glare caused by all the light that means that you can't see into the darkness. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're ever struggling to find a sniper and you know he's kind of in in the dark, in the, in the, in the background, try and sneak around and, see, and get into that dense wood that he's in. Because then you'll you'll easily be able to spot him at that point. If you can't spot him, listen for him. Try and listen for him. Like he's, mm. he's if he's if he's firing, if he's shooting, mm. if he's communicating with his on comms, if he's got like a radio that's a little bit too loud or whatever, you know, just try and sort of. Don't normally listen. get snipers on comms, do you? <laughs> no, I, I don't really go on comms. I'm, I'm, I'm yet to meet one. <laughs> yeah, I have been on comms, but it, very rarely. I'm I'm not a comms fan. I tend to sort of like have a. Thing, go off and then yeah mm. that's it i'm gone just get a frequency mode Bang. yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> well, getting turned off <laughs> but the uh i was i was on a uh listening to a live the other night with stip he's in the chat now and he says something uh, very relatable to you turn up to a milsom event and the commander takes one look at you and thinks you are my eyes and ears you are my recon element for this event <laughs> And you turn up to to, to shoot people, <laughs> and, and and it's like, okay, mate, I'll 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 take your channel down. I'll I'll, I'll put it in my radio and paint, I'll, I'll turn the radio off. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, radios can you know can can work. I just find them. It's, it's getting the right setup as, as a guinea sniper. I mean, you've got different types. You know, you've got the bone conductors, and you know, yeah, me personally, I've tried, I've tried earpieces, and, I, and I've tried all sorts. But the, the the one that was worked for me more than anything else, believe it or not, is a radio, like sort of here, turned down really low, um, and then it doesn't mess with my my hearing so much. I've got both ears that I can hear, and I can, yeah. you know, it's it's not going to. If if I've got something in my ear, I, I tend to find it kind of confuses with my you know ability to hear other stuff you know i was going to just show the bone conductor headset so if i have to wear comms these are the one these are the ones i i wear and they're bone conductor headsets so it's sending and receiving by touching your jawbone so your ear is completely free you can hear everything and then the boonie hat just goes on top uh and they're they're good i mean they're they're they if they're not well on the bone then it, the, it can be a bit fuzzy but they are really surprisingly good um but yeah the other thing with comms is like you'll get on the comms 
and you've only got like a five second window or 10 second windows to take a shot. And that, so you get on the comms and be like, yeah, shall I take him out? And, and <laughs> finish talking to someone else. It's like, it's, it's already gone. So oh. yeah, that's, that's, that's often what, I mean, relaying back the enemy position, definitely that's, that's yeah. been helpful. Um, but like, having them on and using them the whole time like you do in a squad is really difficult especially yeah. if you're trying to be aware of like 99 percent of the intel is your eyes and ears like one percent is, is on the radio um. um i just want to share um one thing because uh james c has said the british army came up with bricoflage uh, for urban camo if you think i'm joking have a look on google I'm so i have that. actually just jumped on to google um, <laughs> and found this and i'm not even kidding this is amazing look at that <laughs> <laughs> is that so, stra straight up i don't know if that's real this no, is it's not real it's not real. i'm assuming it's not real but actually, i would love it if that was <laughs> that, 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 interesting. That, jacket, that jacket i'll probably wear down a pub or something i think bricoflage i love it <laughs> There, there is one thing I should mention because this is like applies to just general concealment. Um, so, in an urban environment, someone like uh, there's this term called positive space and negative space. And basically, negative space is if you look at Lance, bring up Lance on the big screen, and we'll use yeah. his his background as an example. Okay. So, so if you look at the background, so a negative space would be like the bushes. Where you can't really see what each individual leaf and it's hard to see what it is whereas a positive space would be like one of those trunks on the tree and um, so obviously an urban environment is positive space whereas a negative environment is as a, as so yeah that when you go out and, and hide try and stick to i mean there are obviously some camouflages that kind of work towards positive space but it's mostly negative space so try and stick to the places which are hard to identify like what is there already um, i've just seen sorry this did come out on first of april 2017 so uh, there's a couple of people in the chat that pointed that out so yeah, yeah. i still think it's pretty cool Bricoflage. <laughs> i love Different. it imagine if you rocked up on site with that yeah if you can get hold of a set of that now i'll bet it'd be worth a few bob i don't think there's too many of them knocking about no, no, I bet there isn't. <laughs> uh Grey Fox says, choose a great ghillie for concealment or a fantastically quiet rifle. Why not have both? Yeah. Ah, come on, you've got to pick one or the other. <laughs> yeah. I'd go with concealment, I think. I mean, if it was a, a suppressor that Hutchie gave me that was incredibly quiet, I, w I still wouldn't use it because the BB wouldn't come out the end. Hutchie's suppressors are filled with foam. <laughs> no. They work. <laughs> They work. They, they 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 do. But they, what it is, I use paint rollers in my suppressors, and and he's he, because he couldn't see completely out of the end, and like you know, he said, oh, he's going to affect the BB, but you know, it, it worked all right with my MK23. But then again, I, I their people are so close, then I could probably throw one and hit him. So you know, really <laughs> if I'm using MK23 or not. Cool. Uh, Andy Bob says, how do full ghillie suits stand out against thermal? Do you stand out or do you find due to the thickness of the suits it holds heat in? No, I don't think, there's no, no way you can, 
I mean, there's... No, I, was, I was about to say that that must surely that's going to have an adverse effect against you wearing a ghillie because you're going to be you're, over. Yeah, with over thermal, you'll be just like a like a massive bonfire type sort of thing in a way. It's glowing, wouldn't you? I'll be like that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> like ET. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question, though. Like, so, um, moving past the thermal aspect, how what would be you would say the most successful tactic for dealing with you? as a sniper um if you're opposing both as a single say you've got like a single enemy attacking you what would be the best way that they could try and take you out and the second part of that i guess is how could a team do that as well so like how, what would be like tactics wise the best way to remove you from the field grenade yeah. if they knew where you were that's that's uh, i found i found um over the last few times that, that i actually have played I found more and more players are lobbing grenades than anything else. And that's one way of getting rid of a sniper. If you, if you know roughly where they are and they've not moved or they can't move, then a few grenades are going to, are going to get rid of you. Um, I think no, he's asking more. I think he, I think he was asking maybe more at range. So like not many people can throw a grenade. No, yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're back to back, to, if, you, good. If, if, if you've not <laughs> yeah. got an exit plan, then that that's what no. they're going to do. But at a range, if yeah. there's a squad and I know roughly where you are, if they're a good squad and I've come up against a few, then you know they're gonna they're gonna try and work your flanks. Um, yeah. So you, it's your it's your way to try and sort of get out of that. And uh, me personally, mm-hmm. I try and find I try and find a weak link in that team and and try and exploit that weak link to try and to get out of that that's what i would try and do but you know if, if you've got a well-drilled team and they flank you and they, they encircle you unless you've got like a a tunnel or you're good at digging a tunnel to get yourself out of there that you you're not going to escape um, well you can you can i would say if your giddy suit is good enough and you're in a good enough place you can always go to ground and not move yeah. and they will give up yeah um and, and actually, that does often happen at Milsons that I've seen. Um, but yeah, if they if they flank you and you you want to try and take them on, you're going to die. Like you'll kill yeah. one one or two, and then you'll you'll get taken out because the moment because everyone's looking for you. Um, yeah, like, like, like we said, if if you've got like say for instance, you you know you you're in a, you're in a milsim and you're playing in a milsim and there's there's say there's say there's two snipers there so there's me and you there and we're in a milsim and we're get, we're gathering intel and then there, there's we've we've been one of us has been spotted or there's there's that they get intel that there's two snipers in the area and they come looking for us with a with a squad of 15 ish type sort of players if they if they're tasked with finding us you know if we could go to ground but if they're just tasked with finding us and nothing else, they, they will be at some there for point. a long time. They, they could be yeah. there for a long time, and trying to go to ground for a certain <laughs> amount of time is, yeah, is yeah. is difficult. But yeah, I mean, majority of the time they probably would get bored or, or move on to something else. Yeah. But especially yeah. if there's other player, if they're engaging your allies, uh, your your team, um, there'll always be a distraction, and yeah. you can always slip away. Always slip away, yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose from a sniper's point of view, then um, that's where the old comms will come into it. If you do need a little bit of a yeah, bit of QRF. Yeah. So look, I'm in, a, I'm in a, I'm in a recce, um, I'm in an LUP. I've got eyes on, but I'm vastly outnumbered. You know, I could do with a couple of sections coming down just to even up the odds a bit. 
exactly give you a chance to move if you've got some intel that you've gathered that you can't post over comms or some or a package that you've retrieved or something like that then yeah you know, i mean them the other the, the other option i think you would have in that situation say you're like the enemy is far away if you take enough of them out with the sniper rifle they will often think that there's more of you or they just don't want to approach you mm. you can kind of you can it doesn't happen often but you can hold them back mm. from from doing anything and they they just don't seem to want to attack you yeah yeah sure to call for qrf and... if, if i can if i can take a take a player out of a sniper rifle then i will and i will and i and i will if i can if i can get to maybe two or two or three like enemy players in view i would tend to go with one maybe that's at the rear rather than the one at the front yeah because then that will then disorientate the two at the front to sort of look around and then once they're looking around then you can maybe try and take out the other two or if anything they might scatter then that gives you a chance to maybe slip away or maybe hit another one maybe you've got to kind of play it by ear. but i'll always try and hit the one at the back rather than the one at the front yeah that's a really that's a really important one as well, yeah. Cool. There's, um, there's, so there's been a couple of interesting comments in the chat. Um, so Nick says, basically, close the distance and hope they shoot your mate and not you. Um, <laughs> Andy, Andy says, um, Andy runs an LMG as well. So how to how to get rid of a sniper, just rush them one shot versus my full auto is down to numbers. Um, and he calls okay. it mowing the lawn. Um, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, that, that's this I, there was a game we played. I played with Hutchie. Oh, in the lawn. And and the inter like the, they came <laughs> me and took me out, and I just wanted to spectate. So I stood up and spectated, and they were so convinced that there was another sniper right to my, right next to me, and and I think two LMG guys were lighting this bush up for like two minutes of just constant hammering this bush, and Hutchie was like 30 meters down the path this is an ace combat by the way the, yeah. up, up the hedge and he was taking them out and they kept shooting and because they were kept shooting he got his glock out and started shooting them and they still d couldn't hear his glock because they were shooting um but yeah it's one of the yeah. reasons why you get so many players saying i'm a hit, i'm hit can you not hear me can you not hear me no mate i can't because my aeg is going off right next to my ear it's like <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 that's why another another way of like what, what we it, we try and do if 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 there's a player and he's firing I'll I'll shoot I'll try and shoot them when they're firing so yeah. then they can't they've they kind of are going to be a little bit disorientated because if it's hitting them and they're not if they're not firing it's quiet and it hits them sort of say on the shoulder they're going to know it's come from maybe somewhere on there maybe 10 11 o'clock whereas if they're firing and they're like they've got the gun in the shoulder and they're moving around and it gets hit and they get hit in the top of the helmet or, you know, in the hand or something, they're not going to really know where it's come from. So I always tend to sort of use their noise as a vantage point for me shooting them. If it makes any sense. Yeah. 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 Definitely. You know, it's, 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 I don't really sort of, I don't really try not to, if I can help it shoot someone when they're just walking or, you know, yeah. sometimes it is quite, it is quite you know, appealing though. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> like someone sitting on the stump getting shot in the nose. Yeah, I can see I can see the appeal to that. Oh yeah, actually that's a good point. Let's go back to this naked ramblers. Come on, Ed, what was the naked ramblers story? I think I think I posted this on a group chat. So this is uh oh yeah, it was your group chat, of course. Yeah, so, I, I know the story. I just want to share it with the yeah, yeah. so uh 
I live in a field and I was focusing the lens on my run cam, which is the scope, which is the camera you have on your thing. And it, I wasn't recording at the time, but I saw these these uh, naturalists walk across our field and I just thought, I'll go for it. And, and I switched this camera on and uh, it, was, it was so blurred, it wasn't even worth watching. It was just funny, but yeah. <laughs> Just imagine you sitting there just like zeroing your scope and just going, oh, oh, blimey. <laughs> That's a lot closer than I was hoping for. This is good. <laughs> I reckon that happens a lot at Ed's place. I think that's why he's got the, this, the rifle set up at that window at that point. That's it, you're constantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a telescope right next to it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, James C uh, has said, uh, have you ever made a reversible ghillie suit, i.e. woodland on one side and a grass-based camo on the other? No, but there's people that do do that. Um, they have to be real minimal suits, so minimal crafting. Um, and the mesh has to be really breathable. I mean, you could do it on a K like a KMCS or any, any suit, but you're going to be so hot. Yeah, you, you, um, so you've got double the layer of crafting as well as the actual exactly. suit itself, haven't you? And, and obviously what they're going for there would be a green and a brown suit so you can move from deciduous woodland to green woodland um it's done it, it can be done but it, uh have a look at mim tech on he's another french company they're a french company that make these suits and yeah all of his suits are reversible so they're brown on one side and green on the other and they're not always crafted on both sides but what you can do is craft them in the field with yeah like fake materials that they bring with them I, I guess for that sort of type of style of suit you mean you you're not going to be wearing it as skirmishing and you're not going to no. be certainly not going to be running around in it so it's going to be one of those ones where you're going to be in a high position for a, for a certain amount of hours um yeah. because you're not going to you're not going to get you're going to get hot wearing that especially with natural veg on it as well so um that's probably where they they might work yeah I mean, and the other thing, I mean, if, if anyone is interested, I would say go and have a look at the suits that Mintech do because some of them are not like anything you've seen before. So they're not a ghillie suit with like sticky outy parts. They're just folds of material that kind mm -hmm. of make deformed shapes. And because it's so like everywhere, that's the ghillie suit in itself and that's why they can get away with having a reversible suit because it's so baggy and yeah you should they're, they're, they're a company that makes um suits for special forces units that are in operation today so obviously they can't show everything that's the latest latest stuff but it, it's very cool what they come up with cool that, what was the website of that again mim tech exactly how it's but m-i-m tech Cool. So, um, just just to sort of round off the evening, um, if if you know if there's someone out there that wants to basically start making a ghillie suit from scratch, low budget option, but you know the best that they can do with that, what would be your sort of suggestions on how they would go about that? I mean, we've obviously sort of spoken the differences between stringy and leaf. I mean, would you suggest that they start with leaf, go straight away with yeah, that, or definitely leaf? Yeah, yeah the, the stringy. The only the only good thing I think. The only thing that a, a string suit probably would would work in is if you're playing in maybe an autumny type where there's lots of leaves on the ground. It's a bit, it's, it's, you know, it, it, and it's it, you can roll the suit around in the the stringy suit around on the leaves. And it, it just basically it picks and up a load of leaves and 
bits of bracken and broken old bracken and stuff and and then that kind of works for a while but then you've got the aspects of the the, the stringy suit being really really hot and really warm which is why you see a lot of guys especially at skirmishes that have got the stringy suit they've got the stringy suit on and their head's completely exposed because they're hot and they want to cool down but yeah. when their head's exposed and the suit's useless so yeah, yeah I, I, I would i would go for I would go for leaf over stringy, pretty much. Um, so this this suit here is what I would suggest to any beginners. So this is uh, an MFH suit. I have one really, of those. Yeah, it's a really good base color. So it's brown brown base color, and this was a budget suit that I made just for myself at the start. And it's got raffia, hessian, and uh, cotton, and you. The base suit, I think, is 60 to 70 pounds you can get it yeah. for. And then the materials on top of that with the cable ties, you're looking at like 20 quid. Um, so 80 quid. And that, that suit there, there's a, a video on my Facebook of me making it, of time lapse. Of yeah. yeah. And you can see it being used. And it is really, it works really well. The only thing I'd say about the MFH suit is it can rip. But if you're a player that like doesn't run through brambles and stuff the whole time, if you was, if you used to wear it at the top part and not wear the bottom part, because I so I had that I had that same suit and the the legs were shredded within within the space of maybe three yeah. four weeks, you know it was that that that's that thin. But the, the top lasted right? quite a while, you know, because it's not yeah. it's not being dragged through like on the on the lower part, it's not being brushed against so much, you know. So the top would last more, last longer. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. And and I mean, if you have time, obviously the cheapest solution for trousers replacement or or like a, you could do a top, but it's quite hot. But certainly trousers, I use BDU trousers. Yeah. So these are just a pair of BDU trousers that have material attached. And you, for a brown version of those, you could do those for like 15 quid. I mean, you get them secondhand materials. Uh, the cottons from a second-hand shop and the raffia from a second-hand shop, and then all you use cable tie and an all, so maybe maybe twenty quid, mm. and that 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 will last you if the if the trousers don't rip, um, which they can obviously, but yeah. um, if the trousers don't rip, that will last you forever. Uh, Funny to say, actually, with with regards to you say your BDUs, the the only other person I've seen actually do that was uh, was Ke was Kenny. Um, Kenny done it with his trousers. He he had a pair of yeah, I think they're they're the ones. Yeah, multi-cam trousers or something. Yeah, I think they're yeah. just like multi-cam Viper trousers, and he, he got a load of jackpipe mesh, not not a big big sheet of jackpipe mesh, yeah, and he cut it. it he cut it up, you know, and he just basically cable tied it to his like yeah. same as you cable tied it to the trousers. Oh, he cable tied. I thought he used. I thought you were going to say shoe glue. No, he, he did. He did try that, and I, I think it, it wasn't sticking as well. Yeah. Um. So he was using cable ties, but he made he actually made a whole kind of like a like a rig and a and stuff out of this jack pike stuff and it looked good but it was just insanely hot um but i think he might even still have them trousers i think you know yeah kenny, okay. kenny was watching earlier because he, he posted up who are your guests i've never heard of them yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> <Cheeky little sword>. <laughs> <laughs> uh cool right so if anyone else has any other questions please whack them in the chat um guys do you want to just uh Tell us where or tell everyone where they can find you if they want to learn more or sort of drop you any questions or anything. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go? Uh, no, I think we covered everything. 
No, no, just just like your Instagram and stuff like that. Or give give us all your socials. Okay, yeah. just where people can yeah, I, was, I was reading the comments. I'm sorry, like, I was... No, sorry, not going to do that. <laughs> I, I was reading. We're not going to talk to anyone anymore. I was reading the comments. Um, what uh, Instagram? Silly Gilly with three underscores, and YouTube is just Silly Gilly. And make sure you spell Gilly. You've got right. a Facebook page, Ed, and a Facebook page. Yes, Silly Gilly again. Yeah, and I've got um, Instagram Hutchie S of Sniper. Um, Facebook page Hutchie S of Sniper, and um, yeah, it's, and YouTube Hutchie S of Sniper. So well, yeah. hey, three for three. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Brilliant. Cool. Well, while the last few questions come in, uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, you can email us at nofochat at hotmail.com. Instagram is November underscore Foxtrot underscore nofo. Our Facebook is November Foxtrot nofo, and YouTube is November Foxtrot. Um, I'm going to do my little YouTube plug again because we have we've got to 90 followers now. Uh, I only want to get to 100. Literally, 100 is all I'm after. Um, oh, is it 91 now? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Um, <laughs> basically, genuinely, I only want to get to 100. Things, yeah, and after we've got to 100, I will never ask again. Um, it's only merely because we get a custom URL then. Um, and that, that to me is like, that's like the pinnacle at the moment. Oh, nice You're one. On cool. 93. Oh, 93. Blimey. Oh, gee, There's seven more. So if everyone tells one of their friends, we'll hit that no problem. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, next week, we're going to be re uh, revealing our Milsim in a bag. Um, so join us with that one. We have the the winner of that and also the nominator. Um, and we're going to be sort of going through all of that with them. Um, and there's also sort of a bit of a mindfulness session as well. Oh, thanks, Mark. Um, there'll be a mindful system, mindfulness sort of session on that as well. Um, yep. So that should be a good episode. Um, and then last few questions. Uh, there was one on there. Oh, James C asked with Mimtech, is there any advice on where they can be found? I posted their link in the private chat. You did. All right, um, so we can put we'll put that on their Facebook page and you know, after uh, this. Well, I tell you what, I can probably do something fancy now where I do uh, Bring money. Uh, that. There you go. There we go. There you go. Yeah, cool. Uh, there was another question as well. If I can find it. Uh, honestly, this software is terrible for questions. I have to scroll through every comment, and there's no way of highlighting anything at all. Um, Oh, I've lost it now. It's gone. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, when does the Emporium open, Mike? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. That's a that's a private chat thing. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to cover that. Um, cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, no. Just stop. Yeah. Um, Stip, Stip also posted up. Uh, there's a concealment.solutions uh, page on Facebook. Uh, I haven't looked at it. I don't know what it is, but if that's of any interest to anyone, then feel free to go <laughs> have a look. Um, cool. Is there anything else anybody wants to add? No. Oh, good, been, mate. It's been fantastic. Thanks <laughs> for having us on. No My worries. Well, thanks for no, coming. Really good. Cool. Good well, in that case, guys, thanks for joining us. Everyone, Thank thanks you. for joining us in the audience. And uh, yeah, join us next week. And uh, We'll see you then. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Good night, all. Good night.